We thank God for this particular time that God has given us to listen to his word. We have just sung that let the Lord God open up the floodgates that he may pour his rain upon us. And I believe tonight he's going to do that. The topic today is about, I'm speaking about the abundant grace. Very many, quite a number of us have spoken and I was feeling like uh, I'm just making a summary or a conclusion. The month has ended today and we thank God because of his abundant grace. Now we are reading from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That's where we are reading. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we are reading from verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. From verse 13. I'm reading from the King James Version. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. Also, believe. Spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. The cross-section of that scripture is in the book of uh, 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12, all the way to 16. That's the cross-reference. Just want us to pray again, shortly. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for the prayer of your servant. And oh dear Lord, God, just prayed. And I thank you for the grace that you have given me. Let minister your word. Give me the strength, God. For you know, Jehovah God, that I've come from a very busy schedule. But I know that the grace is sufficient. Therefore, Lord, speak to us. Minister to us, do something in our lives, Tra bring transformation. Each and every person, where, wherever they are listening, Lord, bring a great trans transformation in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. We bless you and we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I don't take it for granted. Thank, uh, I want to thank Pastor Abba for giving me this opportunity to minister this word. Uh, to people who are hearing me from different parts of this world. And this is a very, very, very great privilege. May the Lord God bless her. May the Lord God bless the world of the team. I just want to begin by, I know, each and every one of us, uh, at least quite a number of us know about grace, the free and merited love and favor of God, the spring and source of all, the benefits men receive from him. And I just want to begin by asking a question, which I'm not saying that you should answer this time, but I just want you to think about it. Have you ever gone to a place to seek for a commodity 
or a service, maybe it's from uh, the government offices or maybe to a particular store, and you have really wanted a commodity there or a service, then when you get there, you, may, you, 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 you join the queue, you find so many, very, very many people there who are waiting, who are ahead of you, they are waiting to get the service or the commodity, and you are told all what you need to do is to queue. And you find yourself, maybe you are the 50th person. And then because you want that service so badly, you, be, you, you decide to queue and you move on. Then when you go on like that, those who are concerned, they are giving out the service of the commodities. And maybe you are the third now from the, from the, first, from the first one. Now, just before you reach the place of service, you are told that the commodity is finished or we cannot continue to offer service because of our time is, is finished and you get disappointed. I don't know whether you have faced such like a situation, but me in my life I've faced it. There was one time, uh, those times when I had finished high school and I wanted to, to get a national ID card. I went for quite a number of days where I'm supposed to receive that one. And then when I reached the last minute together, at least to undergo the process, I was told the material is finished. Now you have to go to the district headquarter. So I was very, very furious during that time I went, but I was somehow angry because why is it that these people have kept us waiting all this time? And when I, I'm almost getting the service, I'm told that it, the materials are finished. So I was so much disappointed. Later I got it, but actually, if you would check the, my, my, my photo, the ID photo of that time, I was very angry. They took a photo of me when I was very, very angry. And I didn't like the photo, actually, because I know that I had suffered such things which I've spoken about. Now, when I was meditating about the grace of God, and when I was praying, I was led to speak about the abundant grace. God's grace is so abundant that there is no time God will tell you things are over. You cannot receive my service. You cannot receive what you want because things are over. The grace of God is abundant for supply, for miracles, for many things, whatever we need in our lives. And therefore, we need the grace of God because by ourselves we cannot make it. We need the grace of God to fulfill or to accomplish the purposes of God and through, uh, through uh, the purpose of God in us and through us, through our lives. We realize that the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, the Bible says that God is addressing Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So God knew us even before we knew ourselves. We knew ourselves. Even before our parents knew about us, God knew us. And he continues to say, and I ordained you as a prophet to the nation. That means before me, Pastor Larry Machiru, I was born, God already knew that I was coming to be a pastor. He was coming to call me to be a pastor. I started veterinary, and I'm a veterinarian by, by profession before God called me into ministry. In this sense, in this sense, to, to full-time ministry. 
And you see, personally, I thought that I would continue in that work or treatment of animal diseases. But later, God called me and he showed me you don't have to continue with this work because I'm calling you to, my, to the ministry. Then you may reach out to the lost souls. And so you see, here I am, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And I like it. It's very, very good. It's very interesting seeing that many lives are being transformed. When I see people being transformed through my preaching, when I see people are being transformed, getting saved, I feel, I feel the joy in my heart. So each and every one of us was created for a purpose, regardless of how you came to work or how you were brought up. And I want to tell you this. God was reminding me and telling me to remind his people they should not worry about their background. They should not worry about how they were brought up. They should not worry about where, which family they came from. God knew them. And you see, there are those ones who are born in this world through a particular way which was very controversial. For example, if one, if maybe the mother was doing evil things like uh, prostitution and things like that, or maybe there was a case of uh, abuse and somebody was born there. Let me tell you one thing. The book of Judges, chapter 11, verse 1, continuing there, there is the record of this person who is called Jephthah. The Bible says this man was a mighty man of Bela. Can you imagine? Now he continues to say, but the mother was a harlot. But still, still she was married. And this guy grew, to cut a long story short, he grew to be a great man, and he was one of the judges of the, of the country of Israel. What a God we are serving, who has great grace and abundance for us, for each and every person. We read about Solomon, how he came to be. We read about Peter and John, their background. In fact, the Bible talks about these people who are unlearned. They had not seen the, the gate of a school. But the wisdom which they had was very great. To an extent whereby those people who looked at them, they marveled. So God was reminding me that his grace is so abundant to each and everyone. I don't know about the population of the world, but I believe it's 7 billion. For each and every person, there is enough, there is abundant grace for those 7 billion people in the world. We are seeing Paul speaking about himself. And he says he was a blasphemer. He was a persecutor. He was an injurious person. But you can see, God called him. If you read in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12 to, to 16 there, He's speaking about himself, how he was, how his background was. What a mighty God we are serving. And you can just imagine the guy, the way he was. God appointed him to be an apostle. So if you read in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29 to 30, you can see how God predestinated us. He knew about us. So the other area also to speak a few things. We need the grace of God that we may not struggle. You see, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, we find how the struggling came. And you see, the Bible says, God told Adam that uh, through toiling, he's going to feed himself and things like that. But we thank God because of the grace of God today. The 
Bible says the curtain when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the curtain was torn from top to bottom. And if you check the scripture, it is not speaking about from bottom to top. It is from top to bottom. I was thinking about that and I was, I was like, uh, maybe God wanted it to begin from top to bottom so that nobody would say that somebody was going to the temple and tear the, the curtain. Now, this was the work of God himself. So we have an access to the Holy of Holies. Imagine a very simple person like me, a very simple person like us, we have an access to this Lord God of the universe who created all the heavens and the earth and the seas and everything which is in them. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is not by our own strength, brethren. If we want to do things, we cannot make it by our own strength. He's telling us but that it's by the spirit of God. And so, we can see that God thought it wise to simplify things for us as human beings. Because he knew that we were going to pass through many things in this world. And he gave us the Holy Spirit. And I believe through this grace, we have the power to operate. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says in the book of that John 2, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospered. There is great and abundant grace for us to receive all this. And of course, without forgetting the first and foremost thing, which is the greatest miracle we can receive in this world, salvation. We needed the grace to be reconciled to Christ, to be reconciled to God. And the Bible says, it is by grace that we have been saved, through faith and not ourselves. Imagine many years down the line, I don't want to mention the, the, the religion, but I want to say this. I was in a religion which did not believe in salvation. And personally, deep in my heart, I really wanted to, I wanted to seek God. But I didn't know how to seek God. Why? Because that religion did not encourage the reading of the Bible. Uh, it did not encourage so much prayer, fasting. You know, to encourage salvation. And you can just imagine. I used to go to, the, to church on Sunday. And before I go to church on Sunday, on Saturday, I'm there in the church to repent my sins. All what I've done throughout the week. So that on Sunday, when they serve the so-called Holy Communion, I'm there also. And, uh, but when it comes to be on a Monday... Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the sins begin. And I could sin from Monday up to, up, to, up to Friday, knowing that Saturday I'll be there again. But I was trying to, to, to bring salvation to myself. Little did I know that it is a free gift. It is not by works. It is freely. I, I cannot receive salvation by, by, by merit. But it's a free gift from God. So the day I got saved, I came to realize that my life has been transformed. And today, I'm telling you, brethren, before I got saved, for you to preach to me, it was, a, it was really a mountain. I could not listen to you. And I'm wondering today, someone like me, who didn't want even to listen to preachers, today I am a preacher. You can just imagine. And I thank God because of that. 
when I was meditating about this word, and when I was praying, God was reminding me that the grace of God is accompanied by his power to accomplish his purpose in us and through us. So when the grace of God is there, I'm telling you, there is enough power. There is that power that we may be able to overcome. We cannot overcome by ourselves, but there is that power to overcome. The Bible says in Acts of Apostles chapter 4, verse 33, that a great grace was upon the apostles. And the Bible says, with great power, they preached the gospel. They preached the word of God. And the great grace was upon them. And I think this is the place whereby they were threatened not to preach. They were told not to preach in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. And they were all baptized again into the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. Oh, hallelujah. And this is a time I'm challenging us, brethren. God is challenging us. That a time has come that now we must rise up. Because the world is waiting for us. Because there is enough grace. There is abundant grace for the preachers to preach the word of God. In fact, I remember Jesus said, you just move and move and move and preach. Because a worker is, is worthy of his hire. When you go to preach, don't, don't think about how you are going to, 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 to do the work. I am going to furnish you. Therefore, I want to speak to preachers this evening. In Kenya, it is evening, but there it is, it is morning. That we shouldn't worry. Because where, where there is a vision, there is a provision. And God is going to make sure that you, servant of God, regardless of what you have been passing through, God is going to make sure that he gives you the abundant grace that you may be able to send through. You could be facing a lot of challenges in the ministry right now. But I want to tell you, some of us have passed through sin. We have passed through mountains and valleys. But here we are. We are still continuing in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to tell you shortly, brethren, if we were not for the grace of God, which is very abundant, some of us would have raised up our hands a long time ago. Because we know that there are so many challenges, even as we minister the word of God, think uh, about the issue of God has called you into full-time ministry. You are serving the Lord in full-time ministry. You don't know where your provision is going to come from, but you only believe in the Lord by faith. And brethren, God has been faithful. And therefore, since the grace of God is in abundance, that's why we are told we should grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the knowledge of him. Many of us know about the book of Second Peter, what he's speaking about. The grace of God is available for all. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't matter which country I'm in. It doesn't matter how many sins I committed. It doesn't matter from which background I came. God is not a respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. And I thank God because the grace is abundant. It is, it, God has, has brought it in abundance. There is no time he will say that I cannot serve you anymore. There is no time that he will say I cannot give, I cannot bring a miracle to you. 
anymore because I'm tired or the grace is over. The grace of God is abundant to each and every person. And that's why the word of God says he wants all the people to come to the knowledge of the truth. If you read in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 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 2 verse 1 to 4, I have a lot of scriptures. When I preach, I, I speak a lot of scriptures. I continue to finish the second part of the message. The grace of God is abundant, more than enough for each and every one of us. We cannot exhaust it. There is enough grace for salvation. And I want to speak to dear ones. God did not come here to condemn the world. He came here to save. Jesus came to save. And if you are hearing me from where you are, I just want to tell you this. God loves you so much. And he demonstrated that love on the cross. And the way Jesus Christ went to the cross, when I was meditating about the life, I mean, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on the cross, I've been told uh, from the history, I think that's the case, that if you are condemned to die by the cross, they didn't have mercy on you. They stripped off the clothes, and when you went to the, to the, to the, to the chamber, to the, to the stripes chamber, you were whipped. I was told that the, the, the typical whip of Roman soldiers had some hooks at the end. So when they whip you, it's actually tearing the skin, it's tearing the muscles. And I was thinking about that situation which Jesus underwent. And that's why the Bible says, we, we should not forget about what he went through in the hands of sinners, lest, lest we get weary. And I'm telling you, I was thinking about the, the nine inches nail on his, on, on his, on his uh, arms, the nails on his, on his feet, the, the crown of thorn on his head. And I was thinking about that love. Sometimes people put pictures uh, like uh, they are saying, okay, this, this is what Jesus, this is the way Jesus resembled. But I'm telling you, the way I'm seeing the picture, it not resemble like the way we see pictures today. Jesus was really disfigured during that particular time. I was telling some people, there is somebody who, who uh, played that uh, film, I think a uh, film by Mel Gibson, The Passion of the Christ. And I was saying, probably maybe it was nearer to what we read about what Jesus underwent during that time. So I want to tell you, Jesus went across, I mean, he, he underwent such like pain because of you, that you may be saved, that you may be delivered. And the Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. There is abundant grace. And it doesn't matter what you are passed through. If you are hearing me, you don't know Christ. You have not received him. He loves you. It doesn't matter what you are passing through. It doesn't matter what background you are from. It doesn't matter which tribe or which race. It doesn't matter how many sins you have or whatever you have committed. He did not come to condemn you. He came to save you. This is a chance you can get saved today in the mighty name of Jesus. There is enough grace to fulfill divine destiny. Our divine destiny. Whatever God chose us for. There is enough and abundant grace for that. See Joseph, even though it was in the Old Testament, you can see the, what he underwent after dreaming that dream 
something which was coming to happen. But many years down the line, oh, by the grace of God, it happened. You can see what the Lord is saying in the book of Jeremiah, that he knew us even before we were conceived in our mother's womb. There is a divine destiny which we are supposed to accomplish. And I was thinking about this. For quite some time I've been suffering from, I used to suffer from inferiority complex. And one time, God woke me up and told me, you are unique in your, on your own. You don't resemble any other person in this world. And you have something unique. There is something which you can do and another person cannot do. So you are somebody. You are not nobody. And I'm telling you, by that grace of God, I rose up from inferiority complex and God gave me the boldness. There is enough grace to seek God. There is enough grace to do ministry like what I've said. Enough grace. And I'm telling you, I have a, I have a story I cannot tell right now. But to, to cut a long story short, I've passed through ups and downs in ministry. But I'm telling you the grace of God is sufficient. Have you come to, to, to be in a situation whereby you go and preach somewhere and you don't know in the evening what you are going to eat. But the grace of God is sufficient. You just come from that preaching and God makes sure that he does a miracle for you that you may eat that time. Why? Because his grace is abundant. Hallelujah. There is enough grace of God for us as families. When you are in a family, there's enough grace, abundant grace in the family. God provide that grace so that we may stick together, that we may move on together. And even if there are struggles here and there, but one thing which I know is that the grace of God is abundant for us. And I want to speak to people today, do not be discouraged. It doesn't matter what your family has undergone. God knows what you are passing through and what you are passed through. God is there. The Lord God of heaven, he is there. And because of him, because of his abundant grace, look at yourself right now. You can move on, regardless of maybe whatever has happened in your family. There are so many things which are happening in families today. And, I, 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 and, I'm, and I'm witness of that. But I want to thank God. Because God is faithful, he keeps his people, he strengthens them. There is abundant grace for that in the name of Jesus Christ. There is abundant grace to receive what we need. There is abundant grace even in times, in times of trouble. If you are passing through trouble, there is abundant grace. I'm telling you, God was telling me to speak about and to minister to people who have prayed for something for a long time and it has not happened. Maybe you are praying for, maybe there are people probably, I'm not speaking about anybody, but you have been praying for, for a spouse, you have been praying for a particular project, you have been praying for, for, for something which you really need in your life and it has not happened. And as you continue to pray, you come to realize some of those people who are behind you have been blessed with such like things. And he was telling me to tell you, don't be discouraged because the grace of God is abundant for you. It's just but a matter of time. You are going to receive that blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And he took me to the book of Ecclesiastes. You read it for yourself. Chapter 9, verse 11. And he said, times and chances happen 
to all. It doesn't mean that those people are better than you. They are human beings with weaknesses like you and me. But it's only that they have received those things that time. And your time is coming. So he told me to encourage somebody that your time is coming. He has seen your cry, which you have cried for a long time. And it's coming for you in the mighty name of Jesus that he may bless you. So when one is blessed ahead of you, do not be, do not be envious. Do not feel like so-and-so is blessed and he was behind me, but he has been blessed with that. Maybe he has been blessed right now with what, what, what actually I'm looking for. And you feel discouraged. You feel downhearted. God is telling you, do not be discouraged because your time is coming in the mighty name of Jesus. Because God's blessings are not over. His grace is abundant for each and every one of us. Oh, God's grace is there to accomplish what seems to be impossible to us. Whatever you see to be impossible to you, God's grace is abundant to make it possible. What is that which you have seen is impossible? The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's grace is abundant to overcome challenges and temptations. Oh, the Bible says in every temptation which we pass through, he will look, he will, he will bring a way by which we shall be able to bear it. First yes. Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Mm. Oh, God's grace is an abundant to help us in our weaknesses. When we are weak, by his grace, we become stronger. God's grace is sufficient for us, brethren. Now, what should we do then? There are key things which I was late to speak today. One of the key things is God was telling me that tell my people that they should always connect with me. The connection. The connection. Why? Because in the connection, take for example, here in Kenya, we have uh, the pipe to water and it's coming from the source to where we, where, where we are with the second. The pipe can pass just outside your plot or your house. And there are so many houses which do not have water, yet the pipe has passed in front of their plots. Why is it that way? Simply because they have not connected. They have not connected to the pipe, so they cannot receive water. The grace of, of God is abundant, but we need to connect with Jesus. And that's why the Bible says in the book of uh, John chapter 16, he talks about abide in me, and let my word abide in you. As a, as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own, unless it abides to the vine. The same way you should abide in me. So he was telling me, let's be connected always. Let's not grow weary in connection. For those who are not born again, to receive Christ as Lord and Savior in their lives, let us not take the grace of God in vain. So he's telling us that to continually abide in the Lord Jesus Christ and his words to abide in us. As we continue to that, that way, we shall experience grace after grace and after grace and after grace. And in this case, we continue to grow 
in the Lord. And I was reading, uh, I was reading some, I think it's the book of Galatians, where he's talking about when somebody is a, is a, is a, is a child, he, though he's a hare, but he's, uh, uh, the property which he's supposed to inherit is kept under tutor until he grows up. I was telling somebody somewhere, I was telling people in the church that uh, if you have a baby today and you have a, a plot or, or son, I mean, uh, like, like a plot, let me, let me say a plot or a piece of land, you cannot take a title deed and you give to that, that, that baby. He, he will think that it's something to play about and maybe he will link it to a, to a, to, to, to a string and he begins to push it around saying that this is a car. Why? Because he's a baby. As we continue to grow and grow, God entrusts us for greater and greater things. And therefore, we should continue to grow in faith. We should continue to grow in the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. There is enough grace, as I say, to serve him. So, we should continue to serve him. The Bible says, he will not choose him, but he chose us that we may bear fruits, fruits which will remain. So, brethren, as I finish today, we need to be connected. We need to continue to grow. We need to continue to abide in him. We need to continue to serve him because he wants us to bear fruits, especially, uh, I mean, uh, fruits. And one of the areas which we need to bear fruits is in the area of service to him. We continue to serve him. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 58, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know that our labor, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So the grace of God is abundant for every person. And that's where I want to end today. I believe people have heard me. And I believe that God has spoken to you today. And you are going to take those steps which I was speaking about because the grace of God is abundant. If you are not born again, Jesus is calling you to be born again. If you are born again, continue to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let not the circumstances of the world discourage you. If you are serving the Lord and there are so many discouraging factors, do not focus your mind on the discouraging factors. Focus on the Lord God who is mightier than those circumstances in the mighty name of Jesus. Like the way yeah. David. Hallelujah. And he said, you are coming to me with the javelin and with the swords, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord God bless you so much, brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.